Welcome to Changing Your Dreams, Parenting a Child with Special Needs, a podcast where we shine a light on the unique grief of special needs parents that few people recognize and no one really talks about. I'm your host, Laura Kitts. How do we live a beautiful life with chronic stress and grief? How do we nurture ourselves while we nurture our children? How do we make ourselves a priority when they need so much? My guests and I will discuss this chronic, ever-renewing grief, transforming your dreams, and how to take care of yourself along the way when parenting a differently abled child. This episode is sponsored by Flight Club. Join a circle of friends who understand you and your life as a special needs parent. Combine that with monthly guest experts, live self-care accountability sessions with me, and easy, actionable assignments to help you emerge from the hard work, transformed, just as the butterfly from her chrysalis, and you've got Flight Club. I'm excited to announce that I have opened registration for Flight Club this week. I only open up for new members a handful of times a year, so now's your chance to get in if you'd like to have this amazing support system for really learning how to make your self-care a priority. The doors close this Friday on February 26, 2021. Go to the program tab at larakits.com for all the details and to sign up. My guest today is Rachel Horker. Rachel, or Rhea, is like the Mary Poppins of coaching. She's a certified holistic resilience coach. She will come in when you most need it to help you cultivate resilience, clarity, and strength and leave when the winds change, just like Mary Poppins. Rachel also happens to be the mom of two beautiful kids. They all three share a rare genetic disorder called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. But it wasn't until her daughter was two that they learned of it. Her daughter, who has a long list of other diagnoses as well, is dramatically impacted by this disorder and struggles with many health issues. Rachel shares with us how she uses her training to provide for her family as a single mom, as well as help her cope with all the challenges she lives with. She will also share a very valuable message to listeners who do not have a child with special needs. So let's get to it. Hello. Hello. Welcome, Rachel. I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So we met just recently online and I was really excited to talk to you further and to have you on my podcast. So I want to just get right into it because I know you have a lot of exciting and awesome stuff to share with our audience. Can you just tell us briefly uh, about your business? Because that's kind of how we met originally and and talked about um, what it is that you do. Absolutely. Um, So I own a a business called Raya Life, L-I-F-E, not Raya Light. Um, (laughs) But that's sort of the point of it. And I am a certified holistic resilience coach. So I incorporate um, traditional life coaching strategies as well as body work and movement and breath and energy, all sort of help mirror and guide people through really hard things to find their light. (laughs) Yeah, you really focus on pain and trauma, you said, right? 
Yeah, that's well, a lot of people are drawn to me to sort of heal and work through their previous pain, whether that be physical or emotional and um, and move on with their life. Uh, reiterate and say, I don't really go from we're going to let go and release our pain where a lot of people say that for me, it's more about acknowledging it, standing in it, being realistic and figuring out how you're going to maneuver with that being part of your truth. So that really reminds me a lot more of, you know, mindfulness, sitting with it, acknowledging it, letting it have its space. Absolutely. It can be for sure. And, and sometimes it is sitting with it and sometimes it's moving with it and transmuting it. And right. Um, because you're a yoga instructor too, right? I am. Yep. I'm a yoga instructor. I'm a movement specialist. I'm trained in a lot of different avenues to help people sort of transmute what they're feeling and, and my life as well. I've learned lots of things to support my existence as well. And so how long have you been doing this kind of work? So I have been a licensed massage therapist for 20 years. I, uh, I've been a yoga instructor for seven. I've been a movement specialist for eight, a breath worker for 15 and a coach for about four. Yeah. You do, a, you do a lot of really cool stuff, but it all integrates. It all really addresses that root pain, problem, trauma, getting through and moving through in various ways, physically and mentally and emotionally, all of yeah. those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously I'm a continual learner and, and I'm also, um, I, I really hold true to making sure I'm learning from, from the best people that I know. And so that's constantly, that's why I'm like, oh, I'm certified in this, or I'm, I'm always trying to learn and grow and expand my practice uh, for my own self-betterment, my families and my clients. So yeah, I'm constantly- And where are you located actually? I'm in the South suburbs of Chicago. Okay. And do you do any work virtually now, especially yeah, in-, in and I, I primarily work actually virtually now via Zoom. I do coaching and movement and yoga. Uh, I do all of that. The only thing that I don't do is actual hands-on work, but I do teach people how to do hands-on work. Um, I was a, also a massage instructor for 10 years and I'm a continuing education instructor for the National Massage Board. So I teach people how to provide comfort and support to loved ones and themselves when we might not be able to receive it um, right now the way that we would like to. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I got really excited, if you remember, maybe a little too excited when we first met, um, when I found out that you also are the parent of a kiddo with special needs. I am. Tell us about your, tell us about your mom experience. Yes. So I am a mom of two. I'm a single mom of two, actually. Um, I've been divorced for two years. Um, I have an almost 12-year-old. So right now we're Wednesday. Her birthday is Monday. Um, on the solstice, very exciting. And then I have a just turned 10 year old. Uh, we all, I did not know it at the time, but we all have a genetic condition, a rare one, uh, which is sort of how I got into my line of work in the first place was my body, but I did not know I had something that I could pass on. Um, interestingly enough that my child, we did not discuss was an in vitro child. So okay. oddly did not do genetic testing cause I didn't know I had anything. Uh, anyhow, so she, she's really the, the, um, the point of the medical and special needs because she is so, um, she is so thoroughly affected by it. Um, so okay. we have something called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a rare connective tissue disorder. Can you say um, the name of it again? 
called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Okay. And commonly referred to as EDS. Um, yeah. So up until recently, nobody had ever heard of it, but now actually there are some celebrities that have actually said they have it. So, um, there was somebody just on The Voice in the U.S. here who had it. Uh, you're hearing about it a lot more. Back 12 years ago, you never heard about it. Um, and actually, you didn't even know you had it. Yeah, and I don't so talk about it. It's yeah, a spectrum. There's a huge spectrum, um, lots of different abilities. And honestly, because my daughter is so significantly affected that really she becomes the focus of most things. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And so, you know, on that note, that's where a lot of, you know, our fellow listeners who are also parents of kiddos with um, high needs or special needs or some sort of disabilities can relate to that, that, you know, becoming the focus mm-hmm. of the attention and, and the need and the time and the, a lot of time, the financial resources. Um, so, and your daughter's almost 12, the solstice baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to air after the solstice, but um, we can look back on it excitingly. Mm-hmm. And so um, tell me, you know, what, what that looks like in your family, you know, her need for focus and what, how's that impacted you? And interestingly, I'd love for you to address because you already were so entrenched in this work of, of mm-hmm. healing and, and movement and, and body work how did that look for you then um, once you had your daughter and, and her needs became so much more apparent? Yeah. Well, so I think for, for me to answer sort of the per- first part of your question, um, she literally the minute born, there was clearly, I could tell, I could feel something was, was different. Um, and I said, honestly, cause I'm an energy worker and an empath. I said, one of the first things I said was, boy, her nervous system is firing like crazy. And they all thought I was crazy. Yeah. I'm sure you got some looks and yeah. And, and I knew I felt it. I didn't know. I mean, I never even, it never crossed my mind. And as a, an infant, I mean, she was, we just had so many issues with eating and sleeping and, and she never slept um, ever like 20 minutes at a time. And so even immediately my life was affected in ways that I had never anticipated. I had a lot of experience with children. I was an aunt for years and years prior and a nanny and I'd never experienced anything like I was experiencing. And um, for, for me, I mean, it started right away. And so I started working when she was six months old and she wasn't significantly, we had lots of like weird things, but it wasn't until she was about three that we really started getting hit hard with something is wrong. And she started um, showing signs of pain. And, oh. and I, that's what I did for a living. I, I wow. knew it immediately. And I started seeking, I'm a, I'm a why person. I'm a, I was a, a highly trained clinical massage therapist. And so I immediately started trying to figure out what was going on, seeking medical help and seeking all of my other friends and colleagues help. And back then was when social networking really started. And that's when I started like, hey, has anyone ever seen this? And started digging. Um, And so one of the things when we talk about our children, whether they be medically complex or, um, or anything really, like most, if our child, even an able-bodied child, starts presenting with something different, usually, especially moms, we start digging, right? But one of the things that I always say is it takes up a lot of headspace. So not only does it start 
versus financially and your time. But really what it becomes is the inability to think about anything else um, yes. because that's who yes. we are. And so for me, one of the things about doing it for a living and then experiencing it was I think I had this really, a, a, a real awareness of what was happening and how it was happening. My son came um, almost when my daughter was two. And I also had a real awareness of trauma and codependency and dynamics um, because that's what I'm trained in. Right. And so I was also very aware of like, oh, how do I spend time with him and take care of her and work full time and and all of those things. Be a human and do your laundry and, right, and like have a life. And 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 so I think, you know, like most of us, I went through waves like ups and downs of trying to find my way. And like most of us, our children's needs change. And so it's not like one day we wake up and this is where they are and that's where they're gonna stay. For most right. of us, it's constantly changing. And so I used, I've always been a really into breathing. And I, I told you when we talked before, I have a tattoo on my arm now that says one breath at a time, one moment at a time, every moment passes. My motto in how I parent and how I live. And it also released me from a lot of um, like shame I felt about not accomplishing what I thought I would accomplish and making compromises professionally and my marriage falling apart which wasn't on my daughter's shoulders at all. I mean, it was really, it just made things much more obvious, right? Right, but, that's exactly but how it works. When you, yeah, when you feel like you can't, you can't commit to things, um, I find for most of us, that's really one of the biggest mind games and it sucks your soul a little bit like, oh, I wanna go out on Friday night, but, but, and there's always that but, and you begin, begin to feel like you're unreliable and flaky, and so for me, it really was, I might do that. I might not. Um, I'm okay if I don't. We're just going to go right now. And it's how I parent her and my son is, we might do that. We might not. And it's okay if it doesn't happen. That's so beautiful. Really being in the how park. long did it take you to get to that place? Because that's a really hard place for people to get to if they get there at all, to release yeah. that shame, to not live in that guilt. Mm -hmm. um, that's such a huge one for special, special needs parents is the guilt and the shame. Absolutely. Well, I think that honestly, it's been an ebb and flow like everything else. I think sometimes I really um, embody that. And then sometimes I'm in it and I am in it. And then I find my way out. Um, so I think in general, I mean, I, I feel like I really embodied that early. I was very, very aware of what was happening. However, when we are in really acute moments or months, it, it didn't take that away because there's my ego. And, yeah. you know, when I'm trying to, you know, trying to build my massage practice and, and compete with other people, but I couldn't, I couldn't do this and I can't like them and I can't, oh, there goes my cancellation policy. There goes my full-time job with benefits. Those are, I mean, as a human being, those are hard moments to say, ooh, right? Or even actually recently. Yeah, those are, those are real. Those are those just are really, really real. real. And I mean, I had even said um, in the last year that, you know, when you look at, you know, what do you want your life to look like, which is a lot of what I do with people. My life doesn't look like a lot of people's. 
Right. And so if we were to say, what was my dream versus what is my dream now? It's very different. And, and honestly, I'm a small business owner. I never dreamed, nor did I really want to own my own business. That wasn't a goal of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I did what I needed to do. And I change it and modify it. So it feels good and right to me. But I think as, as special needs parents, we, we keep along the line of where I was 20 years ago, which is not at all. I mean, nobody lives their life like that anyway. But for those of us that have children who really require us to be flexible and adaptable and presence, we can't do that at all. I mean, I was on the phone last night. I'm planning, I'm sort of planning a, a new thing, um, creating a new program. And we were talking about a retreat. And I said, a, a retreat is a great, let's go to Bali. I used, I traveled the where I had kids. Let's go to Bali, except that we need to be able, my kids have to come. And I need to make sure that if my kids come and we have a program set up for my kids, there is special stuff for my daughter who right. might not be able to So I'm constantly, I don't ever have that moment, just like most parents who have special needs kids. I don't have that moment of like, I'm going to go on holiday and sit on the beach and enjoy it. Or I'm going to go to work. And, you know, like if something happens to the kids, no big deal. I don't, I don't have that moment. Special needs parents are really a unique set of humans. Right. And, and, um, And I think that that's the thing is that we, I think I choose every day to not get swallowed up by it. Right. And also what I will say is one thing that I say often is um, that I don't ever want her or her brother to ever think that the rest of my quality of life, my choices ever had anything to do negatively with her medical situation. Because I know and I'm aware enough to know that if that's what my life looks like, then what is she going to think her life deserves? So I owe it to her to create, which is one of the reasons like doing Zoom, I always say that she's watching me build something that if she ever wanted to, she could do from a hospital bed, from a wheelchair. I'm showing her how all the possibilities and her possibilities are most likely different than others. Yes. But I'm showing her that we don't have to fit in. We're going to do it our way. So though that inspires me every single day. You know, one thing that has struck me through our whole conversation um, is really this element of grace mm. um, that you give to yourself. And so I just want to really highlight that because that can be hard to, to do. Um, it can be, you know, it's, it can be hard not to be hard on ourselves. (laughs) And so I think that I just really want to point out, um, you know, to everyone who's listening, this element of grace in that you, you know, say, this is what it is today. And, and this is great. This is today. And we're here today, but you know what, tomorrow, I don't know if this is going to be the same tomorrow, (laughs) you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that thing, um, kiddos, but we'll try, we'll see Mm -hmm. because then, you know, it's not only does it take away a lot of disappointment when you have to cancel plans, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but (laughs) which inevitably happens. Right. Um, 
but you know, it also just is this air of flexibility and, and grace really for yourself and not, you know, going to beat yourself up about it later. If it didn't go how you wanted it to go, you're not going to feel that shame or that guilt. Um, and so it's just beautiful. And I just really wanted to, to highlight that and because that's something we could all take a lesson from for sure. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Uh, and I think that's the thing, even hearing you mirror that back to me is what's important for everyone who's listening to understand is that that is literally, that is, I, I do offer myself grace. And part, part of that is being motivated to offer them grace because I know I'm their model. I'm right that I absolutely struggle with it and I absolutely break down and I'm in the bathroom just like everybody else screaming and crying but I also allow myself that grace I allow myself to really sit in the icky and reality of um can I cuss (laughs) (laughs) not sure yet Um, okay so we'll so we'll pretend like I really allow myself to go into that depth that darkness that I feel that like this isn't great you know, and, you know, I'm a single mom and it's really hard. Um, but I always, always will rise. Um, and I need to because that's what they need me to do. So I think that's one lesson too, is that it's not all smooth sailing and I'm not walking around like, you know, in my head, that vision of like the hippie girl with like flowers and winds. Right. not the tattooed single mom that cusses a lot you know like that's my reality and and I'm grateful for it and you know you when we talked at the beginning you had said you were talking about a story and yesterday I ended up having um to jump on with the school social worker and I wasn't anticipating I wasn't anticipating the call I although I initiated it and um during the call um this woman who I really had not had contact with had said to me about my daughter that, you know, my daughter was one of the most mature, self-aware, mindful, open-hearted, open mind. Like she gave her all these compliments and she's like, I just am blown away by who she is as a person. I, she said, I don't think I've ever had a student like her before. And, you know, it was a moment as a parent going like, okay, wait a minute. I don't suck at this. Um, like every intentional moment that I have as a parent is for a reason. Um, And it's for her and it's for her brother. Um, You know, I hope for a wonderful life full of lots of things for myself, but I really hope for that for them. And they're not gonna see it unless I offer those lessons to them. And and I'm lucky to be trained in the way that I am. And then mind you, I'll follow up by saying, we got off the phone call and then I shipped that woman out like four YouTube videos because <laughs> she had not done her research on, she had no idea we're in December. And she didn't know at all. She hadn't read the 504. She didn't, she wasn't aware. And so I did, so I did the grace and the, all that. And then I was like, and by the way, here's what we're going to do. And then I was like, oh, I should send that to the science teacher. So, you know, so I did what most of a lot of us do and, and, and I'm not shy. I'm very outspoken and I'm very much about raising awareness. And also, you know, I live my life really feeling like if I break down the walls for her, but I also can break down the walls for you and the other people listening to this is that's my job as a parent to use my voice to help all of us because not in the position to use our voices. 
Um, I was gifted a really loud, blunt voice, so I should use it. I love that. I love that so much because that really resonates with me and that I've always had that philosophy of it's not just about my daughter. Mm-hmm. It's about all the kids in her school, all the kids in our district, all the kids across the country. So, and how beautiful to be able to receive those compliments about yeah. her. That's yeah. amazing. I know. And then I, you know, I, then I sat with her sassy, sassy, smart mouth. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> well, but I You're do. Also sassy, but that's okay too. <laughs> exactly. We all, you know, she needs the fire, right? She needs the fight. Um, but I think that's the thing is that I always, you know, when I'm down in the dumps about myself and I'm self-deprecating and I'm doubting every move I've made and I'm about to make, I, you know, and that's the gift of our children, right? All of our children are teachers, but I look at them and I, I think about the possibilities because I don't know what her future holds. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. And that's any child, but hers is just a little bit more clear in a sense. And it's not super rosy. Yeah. So all I can think about is going, okay, well, what do I want to show her? What do I want to show her? What do I want to show her she can do, she deserves And, you know, the messy part of, you know, you can sit on the couch and watch TV. I mean, I'm a yoga instructor and a a coach and I'm supposed to be all these things. And you will still find me sitting on the TV, watching reality TV, checked out at night because I need to check out. I don't need to. We have to shut down that, the brain that is just constantly, constantly going. Absolutely. And I think that's the one thing too, is for parents to really understand that, um, you know, I have all these really beautiful practices that I use and encompass. And sometimes you just need to disconnect and watch some TV or you need to, you know, it doesn't have to look like whatever you saw on social networking and and those types of things is that, you know, I mean, I can sit in meditation, but sometimes um, I say often that stillness is important, but you have to be able to support the stillness. And if you shouldn't be sitting in silence, you shouldn't be sitting in silence, right. period. There is no growth when you're not supported in that silence and that darkness. You have to be supported, which is why I love that you're doing this. Thank you, thank you. So I have a question. What you've given beautiful things for other parents um, of kiddos with special needs to, to hold on to and to think about and to bring into their lives. What would you say to uh, the people who are, who surround us in our lives, who don't have a child with special needs, but are our family members and our, our friends or our therapists or those who, you know, maybe think they get it, um, but we know they don't, or they try really hard to get it and they want to, they love you dearly and they, you know, are super supportive or they're kind of checked out because they don't know what to say or do. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, that, those people in that situation? I think it's hard. And We've definitely struggled um, for sure. You know, we're a small family in the first place and now a divorced family and a bunch of things. But I think a couple of things, Um, you know, when you're when you're trying to support someone going through it and you're trying to support them by giving them advice, I think you should be quiet. That's what I think. I think that we know that you're trying, um, but I can guarantee you um, and this is actually funny. The social worker, one of the reasons we got on the call was because she was talking to my daughter the, the week prior about, oh, you should use lavender and oh, you should do. And, and my daughter had said, have you ever met my mom? We've already tried all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, and she was like, well, maybe you didn't try it enough. And she said, oh. and she said, have you ever met my mom? 
because we tried it. Um, and so I think that's the thing is that we appreciate all of your wisdom and direct marketings and oils and foods and we, we do, but we're living in it. And so let us find our way. Uh, and if we need help, we will reach out because we won't let our kids go down without reaching out. That's one difference between advocating for yourself and for your children is that I might not ask on my behalf, but I will always ask on my child's behalf. And all of us parents, we know that, right? Yes. Um, yes. So I think that number two, how do I help and support? You just sit there, you show up. You don't give up on us. You don't leave. Um, I, I say it a lot that, you know, we've had a lot of people kind of, I wouldn't say bail, but it feels like bailing, right? And to my kids, it feels like bailing is that, you know, people are around when something is like acute, right? But when they realize that we're not getting better, we're not ever gonna get better and we might get worse, that's when all of a sudden, you know, people just like, and they go and, and we understand that you have to live your life. We know it, we appreciate it. We wanna watch you and live vicariously through you, but we still need you. We still want you to show up. We still want you to be there. And when we reach out, it's not because we want you to fix it. It's like, we just want to talk. Um, to, to, to someone. Yeah. Um, so I think that is my biggest. And then I think also those of us that have kids and friends who are raising kids, you know, how do you teach them to be inclusive and supportive? Um, and one thing I always say is, you know, like I empower my daughter to use her voice, but ask, tell your kids to ask us questions or ask our kids questions. You know, we want to share. We don't want to talk about it all the time, but we want you to know because the more you know, the less we have to keep answering the questions, right? And the um, more we can feel like we just fit in with you and can right. just be around you. Yeah, and we don't have to, you know, I always say that, you know, my daughter has one friend particularly who she's known for a really long time who kind of always has her back and very quietly and very subtly, but I don't worry quite as much when she's with her about the questions and what's going to happen and you know it's just understood and I feel so much better versus when my daughter anytime has to go into a new situation I'm constantly you know the not just the physical repercussions she could experience but the emotional repercussions that she can experience um and you know if other people just ask questions and we're open to our answers because again they're not going to be pretty and that's what I've learned in my life is that, you know, most people want me to tie it up in a bow and be like, oh, we went to the hospital and now we're all better. And then I'm like, no, we went to the hospital and we have 19 more tests and she's, none of them are going to actually make her better. We're just getting more information about how bad she actually is. And right. then it's something more awful, but like, you know, I'm okay with that and I'm trying to make her okay with it, but I don't need to make you okay with it. Right. Um, and I think that's a really important thing. And, and we appreciate that you know, you want this to be normal and that to be normal, but your normal and ours are very, very different. So I think that's important. Um, and I think, you know, it's one of the reasons I love teaching yoga is, um, you know, people cry a lot and, and I think, let us cry, like, let us feel, let us get angry and then we'll move on. We just need a minute. Yes. Yes. Again, to sit with those emotions and to, to go through them all and to feel them because it's easy. It, it, it I think the easiest thing, um, is that we sense that the other person is uncomfortable, mm -hmm. that they really don't want the real answer to the question that they asked us. 
Um, right. Again, they want us to tie it up with that pretty bow, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so then we have, then we feel like we have to not only manage our own feelings and our own navigating it and our, and our child's feelings and they're navigating it. But now I have to also manage your feelings and you yes. navigating it mm -hmm. as, you know, a friend or an acquaintance or a family member. Um, and so, yeah, I would definitely echo that and say to them, please just take care of your, your emotions and your mm -hmm. feelings around it and just listen to us yeah. and let us, let us just talk. Right. Well, I think one of the things is I have one friend in particular who, um, you know, because I'm divorced, but even when I wasn't divorced, I, I always said, like, I talked to myself, it was, I was going through scenarios and, and I'm a verbal person. I'm a communicator. It's how I problem solve. So I need to be able to speak it. And so when I'm looking at a situation I'm going, well, um, do I, do I let her have surgery? Do I do this? Like I'm going through it. It doesn't mean that I need somebody to give me an answer or, right. or, or even what they think. I just right. need, someone, I just need to say it um, because that's how I, that's how I work. And so I think sometimes even just realizing that, you know, we might be saying crazy things or writing things. It's just our outlet to try to problem solve so we can figure it out. Um, I think that that's really important. And one other thing too that came up as I was listening to was I was thinking back to an experience I had with a, a close family member who at one point I was trying to figure out professionally like what I was going to do and how I might be able to support us, you know, given the situation. And I was like, I can't get a nine to five and I can't do this and I can't waitress and I can't work at night. I mean, it was all these can'ts, which is very uncomfortable to me, but to other people also looks like I'm a completely negative Nelly, right? Like uh, you say no to everything, there's no solution. And there wasn't a solution in like the normal paradigm of right. women and working and life. Um, and that person said to me, well, when you, you need to just get your shush together and do something and I was like and that actually was pivotal in me going like wait a minute I actually am killing this I'm doing amazing I yeah. just can't do it the way that you think I need to do it because I have this person right and she's not a situation and she's not a, an in spite of because I would never say your child is a situation and I right. I look at you living your life in spite of having your children. Right. She's not any of those. She is an inspiration. She is amazing. And she is my child. And she's and so a reason. She's, she's a, a reason. reason. She's my why, right? They're both my whys. And so I think that is really important too for other people who, are, who have been in a situation like me, but also trying to support is that we understand that it looks like chaos. And it is chaos. It is chaos. <laughs> it is. Um, we know that. And we're doing the very best we can. And you're um, trying to put a round peg in a square hole does not make it any better because my round peg isn't ever changing. It's probably just going to get bigger. <laughs> you know? Right. So More yeah, round that, somehow. That came I don't know how that would. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who knows what's going to happen That's with it, but it's not going to fit in that square hole yeah. or square. Right. Maybe it becomes a squiggly blob. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Well, this has been amazing. And so tell us how, how people can find you if they're interested in working with you, um, you know, as a coach and as someone who could help them 
um, with what you do. Absolutely. Well, thanks. So I, um, I am on Facebook. Um, you can find my Facebook page, which is Raya Life, R-A-Y-A-L-I-F-E. I do have a group that um, I offer some of my tips and people share lots of different things. It's called Radical Wholehearted Living. So you can join that. Um, I have my uh, webpage, which is www.raya.life. And um, you can always feel free to just send me a message and share. Um, I always like people to know that unlike most coaches, you know, who are longer term and I do have long-term programs and weeks long, but I also am here just to sort of pop in when you need me and see you and mirror for you and maybe offer some avenues to, to release or release what's happening in that moment or say what you might never say to any other human and then move on with your life. And you never have to talk to me again if you don't want to. Um, so I'm sort of the, the holder of that space when and if you need me. That's, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that because that, like you said, is sometimes a very different model than um, is typically offered. And so can be really, really, really valuable for, for folks. Thanks. So it was lovely and awesome to talk with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was an honor and a privilege. And I'm so excited to see everyone in this community come together. So I'm so thrilled that you're doing this. Thank you. Thank you for being here. If you want to learn more about how to take care of yourself along your parenting journey, or how you can better support those special needs parents in your life, you can follow me on social media, Lara Kitts on Facebook and at Lara.Kitts on Instagram. And that is spelled L-A-R-A-K-I-T-T-S. I also have a blog on my website that's worth subscribing to. Check it out at laurakits.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.